0: Welcome to a series of netcasts brought to you by Yale University.
1: Hello, my name is Kelly Brownell. I'm the director of the Rudd Center for Food Policy and Obesity at Yale University. Our guest today is Edward Cooney, who became the Congressional Hunger Center's executive director in 2001. Prior to joining the Congressional Hunger Center, Ed was an anti-hunger advocate at the Food Research and Action Center, known as FRAC, and Connecticut Legal Services, From September 1997 to January 2001, Ed held two senior positions at the U.S. Department of Agriculture as Deputy Administrator for Special Nutrition Programs and Special Assistant for Nutrition to the USDA Secretary. Ed's widely known for his pioneering work on dealing with America's hunger issues uh, and has been a staunch advocate for helping those in need for many, many years. Ed, thank you for joining us. I'm happy to be here. So let's start by putting the America's hunger issue in context. How many people suffer from lack of lack of healthy food?
0: Well, you have a, a significant rise in hunger. You have over 17 million children in the latest USDA study that are suffering hunger. Um, this, it's something like an amazing eleven uh, percent of all households uh, in the United States at some point in time experience hunger during the year. Um, USDA has a measurement on hunger which they release, you know, every November. Uh, the Economic Research Service and uh, uh, also the Food and Nutrition Service. Um, uh, do this number it's based upon questions that are asked in the in the in the, by the census Bureau, and they review eight questions uh about what happens in your household uh relating to hunger but hunger is it has been on the rise, and I don't think the listeners will find that uh, too extraordinary because uh, of things like unemployment uh has just been uh off the charts um eight eight and a half nine percent so you're, you're not only seeing people who have are uh, hungry because of uh, lack of financial resources and other things, you're seeing new populations of people that have never been hungry, that are living in suburbs or, or uh, other places uh, that are now, uh, for the first time, while they might have contributed to a food bank financially, are actually going to the food bank and getting food.
1: So is this rise um, that you're talking about just a function of the economy that's happened in the past three, four, five years, or have, has there been an increasing trend even before that?
0: Well, uh, it's gone up and down. Um, the If you take a look at, the, at something like the SNAP program, the Supplemental Nutrition Assistance Program that most people refer to as food stamps, uh, when you compare that particular program to the unemployment rate, you will see that when unemployment rates rise, food stamp participation rises. Uh, the same is true in the school lunch program. Just a, a, a year or so ago, there were 17 million children that got a free reduced-price lunch. That figure is now 21 million. And that is all coming, uh, or mostly, as a result of people that uh, are no longer able to get either employment full-time uh, or uh, any job at all.
1: And so you've painted a very good picture of um, how widespread the issue is. Let's talk a little bit about the human toll. I think when most people think about hunger, uh, it's a concept that people agree should be addressed and that there certainly is human suffering. But I don't know that, that a lot of people stop and actually think about what this means in the life of a child or the life of a family. Could you help paint a picture of that?
0: Yeah, there's uh, been a number of... Uh you know uh studies and films about interviewing people and one of the most poignant uh uh experiences for me was when we interviewed a family uh, some years ago in Minnesota uh and their response to us about the hunger issue uh was that we're not poor we just don't have any money this is a family sitting on on a couch that was really aged in 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 a home that w- was very pleasant and so forth but they had very little food in their refrigerator. Imagine yourself as a as a kid and there are some major sports figures, you know, in America that grew up poor uh and so forth and they they some from time to time relate their story but you're supposed to be in America able to, you know, get access to food, live in a home access to health care and so forth but when you look up and, and and you see your parents not eating so that you can eat that really leaves an impression imagine yourself as a father i mean you're the head of the household in most cases you're expected to be able to feed your family and if you can't do that the emotional burden that goes with that must be incredibly significant you know, you hear stories, I mean, it's obvious that there's a connection
1: between poverty and hunger, mm-hmm. but you can also see the connection going in the other direction, that if if children, for example, are hungry and unable to learn in school, then that will affect their educational attainment and job prospects in the
0: future, mm-hmm. and you must get this really negative cycle going. Well, uh, you know, I believe, along with others, that there's a relationship between nutrition and learning, Um some years ago at the Food Research and Action Center, a colleague of mine, Lynn Parker, wrote a publication for the National Education Association that was on the relationship between nutrition and learning. You now see some studies on the school breakfast program that show kids are not able to pay attention in school. What happens to them during the weekend? Um, there is a national school lunch program, and that's a very important program for kids. It provides you know, 31 million children uh, lunch, um, you know, during the, during nine months of the year, seventeen or now twenty-one million of those kids um, are free and reduced price rate. But they, what does that mean in English? Uh, it means that these children, these twenty-one million children, get anywhere from one third to one half of their total daily nutrients from that lunch. We also know that the summer food program only serves between two and three million. So what happens to those other 18 million kids during the summer? Who's tracing that? Who's working on it? Well, there are some anti-hunger groups and some nutrition policy groups that are very concerned about this, and they want to expand that program. But it doesn't do you much good if you're you know feeding kids for 9 months when they need it for 12 months. So why,
1: tell me why there is hunger. You have... I mean, if there were certainly not enough food to go around the world, that would be one issue. And at some point, that will be the case as world population rises. But now it's not, and the world produces enough food to feed everybody. Why do we have hungry people, especially in a country like the U.S.?
0: Well, it's it's a very good question. Uh, but uh, my boss, one of my bosses, I work for uh, Representative Jim McGovern, a Democrat from um, Massachusetts, and a Republican, a Joan Emerson from uh, Missouri, but McGovern will always uh mention to people that there's only one reason, and that reason is lack of political will. Period. Uh as you indicated, we have all the resources. I I lived overseas. I lived in, in, in Baghdad, Iraq. I was a teacher in high school and uh Saddam Hussein was my neighbor um head of the police academy in, in nineteen sixty eight when the Ba'ath party took over. So I I've lived in a police state where, you know, things just don't work out. That's not the case here. We have all of the, we have the brightest people, uh, we have the resources and so forth. We can solve this problem, but we don't. Take a look at the Congress at the moment. In this morning's paper, there's there's something that says, you know, 84% of the American people are not pleased with the congressional effort. Well, that's one way to look at it. From my point of view... What are those other 16 people sixteen percent of the people thinking about? I mean they must be all friends and relatives because uh it is really outrageous uh in the House of Representatives you you, you know you 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 could pass a law banning childhood uh it's unbelievable um, in the Senate they don't you know there are some very good people in the Senate there's also some good people in the House, but they needed to get it together. Um we should be providing you know funding uh, there 's only two thirds of the people that are eligible for food stamps that are participating uh school lunch is is doing well meeting your needs, but the summer food programming indicated it was was small participation same with after school and preschool programs. These programs are in place, and we think that the way to address uh hunger and issues like childhood obesity is to increase the participation rates in federally sponsored nutrition programs and improve the quality of the foods that are available through those programs.
1: Well, when you point to the the lack of political will, is that just a consequence of the population not being interested enough in the topic and therefore not giving the mandate to their legislators? Is it some flaw in what the legislators are doing?
0: Well, take a look at history. Uh, You had people like Bob Dole. Majority Leader of the United States Senate. He joined with George McGovern to to do incredible things. Prior to 1970, there were no national standards on a free and reduced price meals. So if you were a child reporting to a school, and you had a new hat that day, the principal said, what might say to you, well, you don't really need a a, a lunch today." Uh, you know, there's a, our daily bread was a, a, a book by Gene Fairfax from the NAACP uh, Legal Defense Fund. Uh, she noted that you know uh, when this program got started and you know in the '40s and, and you know uh, and so forth, '46, um, some schools had a, a family plan, and the family plan was that if you had four kids, two kids would eat one week, and then two other kids would eat the next week. Oh my gosh! When Dole and McGovern went out and and, and visited schools, you know across the country, and they saw kids standing in the back of the room, and and, and they asked them, uh, well. Why aren't you eating? They said, we don't have enough money. He said, well, no, no, you don't understand. The meals are free. He said, no, no, our eligibility standards are local, and the principal decides we don't have the money, we don't eat. So they, you know, people like that. And you have people like Dick Luger, you know, and Bob Casey, Sherrod Brown, you know, uh, Pat Roberts, uh you know those are all people bob dolroy blunt you know they can they can work these things out on the senate side but on the house side you have a, you have 87 members in the house that belong to something called the tea party or the decaffeinated coffee party whatever that is uh and they don't answer uh uh to the rest of the congress on compromise there is to be no compromise they were sent here by god um uh, uh to uh lower the budget uh and um i guess god spoke directly to him but you know until the american people decide that we need leaders people who are like the doles and the mcgoverns and and the dick lugers and, and the dick Durbins of the world uh this will not change we do have people like uh, uh jim mcgovern and uh and joan emerson a bipartisan leadership in the house they run the house caucus they do what they can um uh, but it's uh it's very difficult to um um do anything in washington which we describe as uh as an area of 9 square miles surrounded by reality <laughs> if you um i hate to laugh cuz i mean
1: we're talking about such a serious issue but if you um could write a script for what you'd like to see government to do, what, what would it be? I know you talked about getting
0: greater participation in existing programs. Are there other things as well? Oh, sure. I mean, uh, <clears throat> we worked a little bit, uh, we being uh, the heads of the major anti-hunger organizations, and and certainly some of the uh, nutrition and health groups as well, with uh, candidate Obama uh, when he was running uh, we're a bipartisan organization, but uh, and so we supply information to anybody who's running for president, and we do that uh, uh, on a regular basis. But he asked us for help, and how would you end it? What would you do? So we came up with a platform, and, and uh, he made a statement that he would end childhood hunger by 2015. So— um, we asked them to do two things when they came in. We were all part of uh, you know, the Center for Science and the Public Interest, the Food Research and Action Center, Center on Budget and Policy Priorities, and Feeding America and all those groups, the American Dietetic Association. We're all part of uh, giving advice to the transition team. We asked them, to, uh, the president, to include in his first budget an increase uh, in the SNAP program because he was interested in, in providing funds for programs that help people uh, and that had a stimulus effect. Well, it turns out that if you give money, and he did give $20 billion in new money to the SNAP program. So what used to be called food stamps? We used to be called food stamps, and uh, it boosted uh, monthly income for, for people, and they spend it on a hard, purchase of higher quality food. We also asked him to do a, 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 a revamp trial nutrition bill in 2010. Well, he did both of those things, along with help from all these groups and, and elected members. They finally got through it. i not a big fan of how they financed the child nutrition bill but uh there were some very important provisions in it
1: okay well it sounds like there's there's certainly um a story that can be written about a good outcome here that we can we really could eliminate hunger as a society if we have the political will to do it and you have mm-hmm. groups like yours that are working so hard toward that end so god bless you and thank you for doing all you've done on this and thank you for joining us today thank you Our guest today was Ed Cooney, Edward Cooney, who is the Executive Director of the Congressional Hunger Center and has done a tremendous amount of work on the hunger issue over the years and one of the most forward thinkers in this area. Please visit our website, www.yalerudcenter.org, where you'll find a variety of resources on food policy, including a free email newsletter that gets dispatched monthly and a list of the other podcasts for the excellent guests who have visited so far. Thank you.